All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Yusef Shaheen uh, podcast. Uh, we've backtracked a little bit. Uh, so we were originally going to do uh, all of uh, the Shaheen films that are currently available on Netflix. But we happened to find uh, uh, an earlier one, uh, I Jamila the Algerian from 1958, uh, i.e. that predates Saladin from 1963. It's available free on YouTube. Uh, I thought it was amazing. The copy's quite good, so it's watchable. Uh, Richard, uh, what did you think? Yeah, I thought I thought it was an amazing film, and yeah, so so yeah, it's a reasonable copy. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's not been restored or anything, but it looks okay. It's got uh, English subtitles, which are not entirely complete, but kind of you you get the gist of, of everything. So yeah, it, it's They're it's almost complete. Almost Let's almost complete. on a bad note. Almost yes. almost. I'm, I'm always going on about subtitles, but almost complete subtitles, and it's it's not, it, it's absolutely fine. It's don't expect a pristine restored copy, but you know it's free yeah. and it's on YouTube. <laughs> well, it's a. It's free, it's on YouTube, and it's a measure of how good it is that despite these faults that Richard is talking about, which are true, uh, I still thought it was amazing. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of, what stood out for you? Or do you want to begin by telling the story? Uh, yeah, okay. So, it's a true story. Uh, so, it's set during the Algerian War of Independence. It's about a... Um, freedom fighter Jamila, who at the start of the film is a, um, a schoolgirl and um, joins the resistance. Her, finds out her uncle is in the resistance. She joins the resistance. She's involved in various um, incidents, you know, bombings and so on. Uh, there are there is a lot of brutality from the French and from the Foreign Legion, but also from the from the freedom fighters. Um, and uh, yeah then she's captured and put on trial. Uh, it's a true story. The, the film ends in 1957, which is the year before the film was released. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're making a film about very, very recent events. Um, so much so yes. that the story, there's more to the story following the end of the film, which I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk about later. So, yes. I think it's important to say that the film has a really long preamble so, you know, for those people who are looking at, I don't know, decolonizing their viewing habits and, you know, kind of finding out how to see more BAME content and all that, this is a, a film that I would highly encourage everyone to watch because it ticks all those boxes. And on the other hand, it has all the satisfactions of a glossy Hollywood melodrama. Mm. Yes, it kind of, I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, and the... Uh, the the other yeah. interesting aspect to it is because the central character is a woman, and apparently it's the it's the only according to Wikipedia and hey we know how accurate Wikipedia is but whatever um, it's it says it's the only film about the Algerian War that focuses on female protagonists and that shows that point of that's, view. Um, so that's very interesting this, because the film was produced by its star. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. So uh, her name is Magda and and she's the one who plays Jamila. Uh, and she's a very young woman. So it's she was like 20, late 20s, I think, something like that, mid to something late 20s. Like yeah. So, you know, for a woman to produce this film 
in you know 1957 1958 is really quite an extraordinary thing yeah and she you know, she ba as far as i can gather she she essentially employed shaheen to make the film um yeah you know so well it's or her production company employed Shaheen, you know, he, he didn't yes, come up with the project. It's, it's she Magda project. Films. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, that's really interesting. This, the character Jamila is apparently, it's years since I've seen Battle of Algiers, uh, which is, so that was 1966. Jamila is a character in Battle of Algiers, apparently. Um, oh, right, okay, so I don't remember that. The, yeah, there, there are three female bombers in, in that film, and Jamila is one of those. Uh, but that, I mean, I'd have to I'll have to watch it again because there are there are apparently criticisms of that for the way it portrays the the women in the movement, you know. Um, right. So yeah. Okay. I I want to begin by saying that the film is so fascinating because actually it begins with two documentary. Sorry, it begins with a documentary <laughs> prelude, which really gives an account of Algerian colonialism and you know what what led up. Uh, to the National Liberation Front in Algeria and these guerrilla tactics. I, the conditions that they had lived in had been so brutal. And I've read that in this struggle for liberation, one million Algerians were killed out of a population of, of nine million. Wow. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it was a very brutal struggle, a very uh, 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 repressive uh, environment. Uh, and the film has like quite a long, like a six or eight minutes, something like that, you know, documentary uh, uh, preamble explaining this history of colonialism and what led up to it, you know, and particularly the promises that were made during World War Two to give Algeria independence, yeah, that were then withdrawn, right? So uh, it begins with that, and then the ending is also kind of this wonderful ending where you move away from the fiction. And it goes back into a documentary. So the film kind of, you know, places you in like real life in between, yeah, and, you know. And it, it was, the, this was an ongoing story as the film was released. You know, her, both the Algerian story, but also her personal story. Um, you know, she's, um, so at the end of the film, she's, she's put on trial, she's sentenced to death, but she wasn't executed. You know, she's, she's actually still alive, Jamila. Um, yes. And um, the so, but you don't that I don't know the timeline um, exactly. But basically, I'm assuming that when the film was released, or certainly when the film was made, she was still under sentence of death. Oh yes, no, there was this whole campaign. Yeah, I've been reading up a little bit. There was, you know, there was an international campaign uh, to free her. Uh, you know, uh, led by radio from mm. Cairo, you know, but certainly involving protests in all of the Arab world and beyond, as the film demonstrates, right? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, part of the film's plot is actually to reveal the true conditions of Jamila's imprisonment and torture to uh, 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 G up uh, international uh, opinion against the French in order to to award her justice, yeah. or at least a free, uh, a fair trial. Um, so the film is kind of very much done in the heat of that moment. Uh, it's it's a melodrama, which I think you know is important to say. That's yeah? <laughs> that's an interesting aspect of it because it's not a you know docudrama at all. It's very it's 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 because you might expect because it's been made presumably written and made so quickly after the events, you might assume that it would be a, a, a kind of 
fairly basically filmed kind of do semi-documentary thing but actually it's not it's very elaborate it's very you know very artistic it's very poetic as all these films are the, the filming style is really interesting That's it borrows beautiful. borrows from, i mean it borrows a lot from uh, passion of joan of arc um yes. the trial scenes at the end the, the hairstyle yeah the hairstyle so, and, yeah. and the, the way it's framed and everything it's very much like passion of joan of arc it weirdly did you spot the music <laughs> Uh, I spotted yeah. Gone with the Wind. Been, yes, just like and at I, several points, the the music from Gone with the Wind starts playing. Yes. It's, it's it's so yeah. fascinating, actually, in these current debates about, you know, uh, how whether to see and how to see Gone with the mm. Wind. You know that it's clearly an inspiration for this liberation struggle in Algeria, North Africa, right? It's, it's so, <laughs> I, so, so incongruous. But yeah, there's obviously, it obviously has, has some meaning because they... It's, you, know, you know where I first noticed it? Because actually, before the music even, there's this moment where she has a Scarlett O'Hara vow to God. Yeah, you know how oh, Scarlett right, O'Hara yeah, yeah. says, I will never go hungry again. Yes, yes. And Jamila says something like, I will never have injustice in my country again or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, you can see the rhymes between the two. Yeah, yeah, it's ab absolutely fascinating. Uh, and so then, so, um, yeah, go on. I was going to say, so in terms of the reception of the film, it was so it was very popular in Egypt. It was apparently banned in, it was obviously banned in, in Algeria, in, in French Algeria. But then it was also banned in independent Algeria as well, apparently. Um, yes. Uh, it was banned in France, according to the Ritrovato program from last year. Uh, it was banned in France ah. for 20 years, they say. Um, oh, for 20 years, sure. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And you can sort of see, you, you can see why it would have been very controversial because, you know, you, you, the French don't come out of this film well at all. There's a, no, a, they come... there's a brilliant line where the, the, the three, the, they're, they're, there's a scene in a schoolroom where the, the it's a history lesson and the teacher says... And the, and the the French then the French invaded Algeria and taught you all about liberty, egality, and fraternity. And it, fraternity. So, <laughs> yes. um, but but yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, I I don't yeah. I I have to. I've only just finished watching the film, and I I know very little about the history of of that of that period and of Algeria. So I'm kind of speaking in a fairly ill-informed way. But um, the but yeah, the, the French really don't come out of this film well at no, all. No, they come out as brutish barbarians, like we imagine, you know, the Belgians under Leopold in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really brutal. It's done in a melodramatic way. You know, they give them like Nazi overtones. There's this scene where, you know, one of the soldiers on a rampage, you know, uh, and, you know, stomps over a girl with her books. And you could see him like stomping over the books in the casbah right so yeah it's you know, really yeah. really really brutal i mean the scene there's scenes of massacres there's you know women and children very very young children being being shot um it, the, the, i mean the torture scenes are uh, i could not very, believe them it's so I mean, strongly done i mean the the torture of jamila i mean the, you, it's one of those where you think you're seeing something and you're not really seeing something but uh, well, but then know, you she's are with because they show it to you twice because are yeah, you yeah. talking about the scene where it has those electric tongs on her yeah, breasts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see it. Yes, yeah. you do. Um, <laughs> and then they, they bring her her, her young, uh, I think he's her, her brother, who's like a 12-year-old kid, yes. actor, 
um, who they they they're basically waterboarding this kid. You know, they're holding him head down in a bucket of water, yeah. and I mean, they, at least they, they do show you later on he's still alive, which is good. He's but, still alive. Yes. Um, but it's really 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 brutal. Um, the I mean, I I, I I was having a quick look at, what, at the truth of some of that, and there's no it, all all you can. I mean, I'm sure there are. You know, there there are more detailed histories and memoirs about this, but sort of, you know, there's essentially, obviously, the only evidence of what the torture was was her, her her, her evidence. But I mean, you have no reason to doubt this this brutality was no. was going on. But it's really, yeah, I mean, it's re really strong stuff. Yeah, uh, the film has a propagandist element in mm. that what it doesn't make clear is that she survives. Yeah, so it ends with her sentence. Right, but then we know that she survived. Uh, she ostensibly married the lawyer who defended her. Mm. Uh, because of that, you know, she was disavowed by the Algerians. You know, uh, the Algerians didn't like this film because they wanted to see it as a collective struggle rather than as an individual struggle. Yeah, though obviously this type of Hollywood-ish narrative mm. You know, part of the reason why it's effective is because it's focused on the individual. But I, I, th I mean, I think the reason why they why they don't say in the film that she survived is that they didn't know that at the time. Ah, I, I could be because the film was only released in 1958 and the trial was 1957. So yes. it's very possible that she was, you know, that that, that there were very various, various appeals going on, and so when the film was released, she was still. I, I suspect she may well still have been under sentence of death. Yes. Um, it, I, I, I said I don't. Yeah, you know, you'd have to look at the exact timeline, but that that wouldn't get you. Yeah, that. I, you know, as I say, given the film was re was released in '58, it must have been written in, you know, late '57 and perhaps produced in '57. So, yeah. Um, um, I mean, you know, there, I'm I'm beginning to learn more and more. So, uh, you know, new books have come in. I've got Ibrahim Fawal's uh, catalogue. Uh, from uh, the um, uh, the the BFI uh, retrospective uh, uh, from the early nineties, it's in, under the World Director series. Mm. It actually doesn't have much interesting, I must say, to say about Jamila the Algerian. Um, and likewise, I've got Malek Khoury's book on the Arab uh, National Project and Youssef Shaheen's film. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, there are very interesting kind of things in both. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of uh, slowly learning about things like context and so on. But actually, I think this is a film that almost like deserves to be talked about in ways that we do know how to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, that we're well informed to talk about. Uh, you know, and that is in terms of its mise-en-scene of how it functions as a film. And I think it's really superb. I mean, you mentioned the scenes, you know, where um, they're in the resistance and they're using code and, you know, they have this play on mirrors uh, and flashlights to kind mm. of communicate, you know, whether the French are coming, you know. And that is shown extraordinarily through point of view shots, through the way, through the reflection on the mirror is being filmed. You mentioned last time that Shaheen had this way of filming from the inside to the outside mm. in depth, right? There was a lot see, of that, scenes from a, where they're, they're in upstairs rooms and there's a view out of the window and there's a lot of action going on outside the window in the, on, in the street and all this kind of thing. Yes, the, the storytelling is superb. So, for example, the, every, it, it's, a, it's a kind of 
Hollywood style film where everything counts. So initially she's walking down the street, you're introduced to her and you know, she's bringing this little boy a toy gun that he's been asking mm. for, right? And of course, you know, that sets kind of the themes of guns and guns and suitcases and hidden guns and bad guns and play. Yeah, so there's yeah. a whole kind of motif that is set through there. At the beginning of the film, you also see her walk through the Casbah, right? And, you know, and there she's walking, I think, for dolls or something, you know, but later, or to see her friend. Uh, but later, you know, the uh, maze of the Casbah is how they escape the French soldiers, mm. how they set their bombs, right? So there's the setting up of motifs that are then kind of repeated, you know, throughout the film yeah. in very, very interesting ways, I think, and, 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 and visually astounding ways. Um, so one of the things that I learned was that Shaheen had actually gone to the Pasadena Playhouse in the late 40s, right, before he started making films, mm. right? So he'd, he'd studied there for two years, right? And he was really into two things, uh, well, three. He, uh, well, at that period, he was a great fan of Gene Kelly musicals. Mm -hmm. You can imagine things like On the Town and Taking Out to the Ball Game. And which is, in, which is interesting because I mentioned in Dark Waters that when Omar Sharif gets off the ship and is walking down the dock, it was like On the Town. Yes. So well, maybe that go. was... Now, yeah. now we know why. Yeah. <laughs> he was a big fan. Yeah. He, he was a big fan of... of, of uh, musicals. Uh, he was very into Stanislavski mm. and and the method, and actually, you know, you can see that in in the performances to a degree. Uh, and also, he was a very big fan of Douglas Sirk films. Right, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which and again, we mentioned see... in in the Blazing Sky, yes. didn't we? Yeah. So we're so clever. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we just <laughs> so? Um, and you see all of these elements at play here. Mm. I mean, and they're so beautifully done. So there are two cabaret scenes, you know, with a singer, and they're extraordinary because you know basically a murder happens in one of them, and a massacre happens in mm. the other. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the way that you're, uh, that it's set up, so you're told that something's going to happen in that bar, right? But then you get, like, this incredibly beautiful one take in which, you know, the female dancer appears in the nightclub, and she appears, like, you know, through a shadow, mm. right? And then the dancing ends on a fishbowl. And it's really quite extraordinary yeah, to see, yeah. really. But yeah, it, and the thing that occurs to me watching that is... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say, it occurs to me watching that scene that every, every film about resistance fighters, there's always a scene where in a cafe where, there's the, where the enemy soldiers are in the cafe and a resistance fighter singing a song. It, all, it always happens. <laughs> <laughs> like well, in uh, Army of Shadows and all those films. There's, there's always that scene. <laughs> well, I think it's very beautifully done here, actually, yeah. because, you know, you, like... It sets a whole different level of tension within the spectacle, you know, and you see the gun and the gun appears in the crook of someone's arm, you know, and then you see them pointing, but you don't see anything. Then you see them pointing and a balloon bursts, and then you go back to the gun and it seems like nothing's happened. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, no, know, that was a, that was a great scene has in fact happened. I mean, 
It's it, really brilliant cinema. Yeah. The, another bit I really loved was the bit in the, there's a bit in another another cafe scene where they're, they're, the two girls are um, planting a bomb in a in a bag yes. and and then someone who knows one of the girls says, "Hey, you've you've gotten your bag," and so they end up kind of hanging around. Um, but it reminded me of um, I can never remember whether it's sabotage or saboteur, the, the uh, where the the boy is on the um, bus with a with a bomb, you know, and you know it's a bomb. Ah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. The audience knows that's, there's a bomb. Um, I, and I it, think that's sabotage is it's the yeah, British one. The yeah. British one, yeah, yeah. But this one, it's kind of your, you know, your sympathies are with the. In the characters in the scene who are the ones that are trying to bomb the cafe and essentially they're trying to kill everyone yes. else in the scene um who and i think that cafe is not those that's not a military cafe it's just a just it's just a cafe um it's a milk bar yeah um but you but you know you're, the tension is oh, will the will the terrorists get away with it this time um yes. and uh, it, it, it's very it's very interesting and, it, and i think it doesn't what i found interesting was it doesn't shy away from showing um, you know, extreme violence happening on both sides of the equation. So you you get yes. the um, you know the French Foreign Legion machine gunning the everyone in the marketplace, but then you get the uh, the you know, the 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 freedom fighters machine gunning everyone in the cafe. And it, it's uh, um, you're you're not it it feels quite even-handed. I think you're you're you you come you you come out with the the view that the you know that 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 the independence fighters had the um the correct aim um yeah but but yeah it's a i mean narratively it's so interesting because uh jamila's uh consciousness raising is explained to you mm. i mean she basically begins as like almost a typical student she's studying law you know and uh you know she kind of wants a family and children and you know, uh, she loves kids and so on. Yeah. And then basically her consciousness gets raised when one of her classmates who's been involved in an action is really brutalized by the police in the classroom and basically ends up taking a suicide pill. Yeah, that's an incredible scene, isn't it? Because it just starts yeah. off as this history lesson in the classroom. If you, the scene I mentioned earlier about, you know, the French taught, taught us about liberty. Um, and then, then a bomb goes off outside the classroom, and so the room shakes. Um, and then there's confusion, and, and this other girl runs in, who, who's late for class. But the reason she's late for class is that she was you know, planting the bomb, uh, or, invo or involved in planting the bomb. And it just really, really escalates. And, the, and then the, the, you know, the, 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 the French come in, and, and uh, you know, they, they, they basically, yeah, as you say, they, they beat this young girl up in front of the in front of the class. Um, and she takes a takes a cyanide pill, and it, it's 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 just goes in within because because I not knowing the the not you know, going into this not really knowing the story, um, I kind of assumed this was going to be you know this like long journey of this young teenager who as an adult becomes a freedom fighter, <laughs> but like it's not. It happens within the first five minutes. She's and she's yeah. still like fifteen or sixteen at the, at the point where. Where, where this is all happening to her. I don't know how yes. old she is. I guess at, at, the, at the end of the film, she's, you know, early 20s, I guess. I, I'm not sure. Yes. I'll have to check. One of the things that I found very interesting, particularly in, this, in the light of this comment that um, what the Algerians didn't like about the film was that it focused too much on individual rather than collective action, is that the film certainly does it be its best to show it as a collective action. Mm. So, you know, you, you're introduced to 
uh, uh, Jamila's consciousness raising. But then, you know, like there's this, her, 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 one of her friends is the daughter of a judge and then she's got her cousin who she thinks is, is just a frivolous playboy mm. and, yeah, and so on and so forth. And actually, as the film unfolds, you realize that everybody on some level is involved in this resistance, including the judge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you do get very much a sense that this is, you know, a very widespread collective action. And of course, this reaches the culmination in jail at the end. Yeah. Where the preamble to the ending is all the jailed people singing what seems to be the Algerian national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, that's an amazing thing. Uh, but also uh, reminiscent of, of the ending of Saladin, where everyone sings, um, yes. Oh, come all you faithful. Uh, I was just looking though, because the 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 Wikipedia article about it talks about the banning in Algeria. Um, so but the, the the film was banned in Algeria under French occupation and post independence. Some believe this was due to her marriage to the French lawyer, but others believe this was was a tactic on the part of the Algerian government to further silence both the heroic role of women in the revolution and the highlighting of rape and torture in their narratives. So I ah. I, I don't know. I mean, so there's a uh, that's that's interesting. There's, yes. there, yeah, there's a couple of links there. You might want to investigate that. But I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know enough about the uh, about the background. It's interesting about uh, the role of women. Yeah, because uh, certainly this kind of action uh, is um, it's something that I would understand why you know. Uh, 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 a Muslim republic would like to downplay. Yeah, so with the rise of, you know, religious uh, um, uh, extremism, you know, obviously, you know, and all the kind of patriarchal ideologies that go along with it, uh, I'm sure there's an impetus to downplay the role that... Uh, um, that women played in uh, the liberation uh, project uh, of earlier times. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to mention a couple of more things. Um, so one is how interesting the film is, because, you know, usually when you talk about political film, you know, the idea is that kind of, you know, we are all ideologically compromised through Hollywood and that in order to show new things, you have to figure out new ways of showing, right? So, you know, all these arguments for Brechtian cinema and distanciation, you know, or kind of being made aware that you're only watching a film or, you know, fractured narratives, yeah, that kind of attempt not to con you into, you know, identifying or whatever. And actually, you see this film and you think, this is the most effective thing ever, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, why bother yeah. distanciating yeah. and bre brexiting, you know, like, yeah. kind of, you know, make a good melodrama, get everyone roused and involved. <laughs> I, you know, I, f I find it fascinating, as I say, that he made this really elaborate melodrama about events that happened, like, within, within months, months yes. previously. And it's written by, the script is written by the... The guy who wrote Saladin, the Nobel Prize guy, the Nobel uh, Prize winner, yes. Yeah, so that's um, that's it. So that that's, that's an interesting comparison with the, with the two, particularly in terms of the role of women, because yes. Saladin with the warrior women and yes, you know, so, yeah. yes, I think that's very interesting. Um, 
the other thing I wanted to mention before I forget is that the film came out at the same time as as Mother India, mm. uh, the 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 Mehboob Khan film, and they were shown together both as kind of anti-colonial films. Yeah. So and I thought, oh, what an inter. I mean, I haven't seen Mother India in like twenty years mm. or more, but I thought, what an interesting pairing, and it's not the kind of pairing that you usually think of, yeah? Yeah, yeah. But kind of, you know, how interesting it would be to see uh, those two films uh, together. Uh, so, um... Then the other thing in terms of pairings is he made this the same year as Cairo Station. Is it the same year? It's the same year, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they made these two... Well, they, at least they were released the same year. I mean, right. this can't have... T tonight's film can't have been made earlier than 1958 because it was set in 1957. No. I don't know whether Cairo Station might have been made in 57. Um, but yeah, that's, that's you know, that's, very interesting. That's incredible. Um, so, you know, let's reflect a moment and, you know, because this is now our fifth film, yeah? Mm. So again, kind of what patternings do you begin to detect? Um, so I think the the strong women characters in all uh -huh. of the films. Um, I think the, you know, the, 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 the melodrama and, and it's, yeah. And, it, and it's really interesting what you said tonight, the proving that, that, that all these things that we said, Oh, oh, that looks a bit like on the town. Oh, that this is a bit like Douglas Sirk. Actually, that wasn't a coincidence that that is an influence on him. I mean, he was a big fan of musicals as well. Yeah. And so saying things, yeah, the things, the Saladin bit with the Busby Barkley sequence, it's like, yeah, okay. He, he was a, he, he was yes. a fan of musicals. He would have seen those films. Um, the, the filming styles of the, you know, the framing, the, the, the filming of the interior, the, sorry, filming of exteriors from inside buildings and the, the multiple, there were other, there were scenes in this much like Saladin where people were, you know, there were, there were figures in the foreground and then there was hordes of people off into the distance. Although I think in this case it was back projection, but you could, yes. it was hard to tell because the print wasn't quite, quite good. Yeah, that one but out. I read that this was filmed, this was studio filmed, yeah? Right, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I guess it must have been because they wouldn't have been able to film on, on the locations, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think also this um, sort of class struggle and struggles for ownership of the land and all of this kind of thing is something that, you know, it's, it's key here. It was key in the blazing, key in the blazing sky. Or burning sun or whatever it's I always forget the name of that film. But uh, and, uh, and obviously when we come to the land, which I think unless we find another film to watch that will the land will be the next one, that's yeah. the key that's the key factor there. So Yes. Um so they're political films, they're very moving. Mm. They're very beautifully filmed, they're very imaginatively filmed, you know, kind of the use of space is extraordinary. He often uses very long takes. Mm. Until now, you know, it's often peopled by community, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a film in which kind of people seem relatively more isolated because often the crowd is a mob. Yeah. It's the yeah. danger. Yeah. And we talked about this before, how, you know, the crowd, which is generally community, can turn into a mob. But in this film, there are clear distinctions, actually. Yeah. Relatively got, clear. It was interesting. You got this kind of mob scene in the trial with the uh i guess they weren't supposed to be the jewelry they were the, they were the you know the the public gallery in in in, yes. in the in the court who were just like yelling you know kill the traitor kind of thing at, yes. at jamila um, yes a very powerful image of the guillotine in that sequence yeah yeah, yeah um 
So, so you know, um, and I do think that. Um, so, so I found out that um, Shaheen went to the same school as um, Omar Sharif. I mean, different <clears throat> years, but I went to the same school. And it was like the Eton of Cairo, yeah? <laughs> so, you know, I think uh, Sharif's father was rich. Shaheen was like, you know, petit bourgeois. Um, but, you know, I kind of um, highly educated and uh, Christian uh, also. I think his, his mother was Greek. His father was Lebanese. Um, he married a French woman. So he was married for 50 years, right? Mm. And it, it makes me wonder, was it one of those mariage en blanc that they call it like, you know, <clears throat> kind of a fake marriage, yeah, to hide mm. that he was gay or, you know, was he maybe bisexual or something? Because there's still a strong kind of homoerotic element to the films. Yeah, sometimes very blatant, like in Saladin, where you have like this beautiful blonde man you know, mm. played out in Cinemascope for no reason at all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to show, like, a wounded soldier in a hospital, there are many ways of showing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but th bear in mind, it was probably very hot in that hospital. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So hot. <laughs> and... Um, of course, you know, Omar Sharif makes such an impression. Mm. Uh, and in this one, it's less evident, yeah, because it's so focused on Magda, except that, you know, you, you know, you begin to notice little things. So, for example, obviously, almost all of the villains are hideous. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you have like the scene that you mentioned uh, uh, in when the, they put the bomb in the milk bar or the second musical number with, uh, you know, the woman dancing, all the just general soldiers, yeah, are also handsome. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you, yeah, you begin to kind of note little things like that, that kind of give the film a, a kind of a, a particular feel. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's very difficult in this instance to put your finger on. Yeah, but that you nonetheless sense is there. I, I guess one one question I'd have about this film is because the reading about the fact that um, I, I can't remember where I found it. I'll, I'll find the link and send it to you. That basically Magda um, kind of developed the project as a as a as a vehicle for herself. Uh, well, I mean, actually, to be honest, I think that's pretty slightly unfair. I think from the from the nature of the film, she probably wanted to make the film as a campaigning thing. Well, but actually what I heard is that she had to lobby to be made producer for it. I mean, yeah. it wasn't, she just didn't get it. I mean, yeah, you know, she but, had to lobby for it. But the, the Shaheen wasn't the original director attached to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know to what extent the script was a script he inherited or whether the project was an early stage and he, he wrote, yeah, he, he, he collaborated on the script. I, 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 I don't know. But it certainly felt like the, the way it was filmed, the the sort of I think the quoting from Hollywood from other films which he he does really quite blatantly in this I mean the yeah. you know the the, the I, I the I think the Richard Varto program mentions that 
the, the influence of Passion of Joan, because this is one of the films that was shown in Bologna. Mm. And, they, and in Bologna, they, they, in the programme, they mentioned, they describe it as a very rare film. So I, I guess it's not been, um, I mean, it's now freely available on YouTube mm -hmm. in multiple different versions. And this, uh, but it, it, it's quite a rare film. And they, but they, they mentioned the Joan of Arc influence. And he, well, but he, it's he, so clear, yeah. It's so clear, and you, it, it, yeah, but it, 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 it's not just, it, it's a deliberate kind of sample reference. from Joan of Arc. It's a deliberate reference. And the, the bits have gone with the wind and the Hitchcockian bits and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's I think a there's a cinephile filmmaker, for sure. Yeah, and because the, there's, there's more of that to come in, uh, as I understand it, in Alexandria Y, which, in which he... I think it has actual clips from Hollywood musicals and and, and 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 that kind of thing, so so that's very interesting. A sort of you know, an Egyptian filmmaker who is, uh, you know, strongly influenced by Hollywood and is actually stealing bits of Hollywood for for his his films, yes. and particularly borrowing from Hollywood for a film of this nature this evening. It's very really interesting. It is really interesting. And again, that's that's the whole thing that if these films were better known, that the yeah because this one. It's and again, you sort of describe the film to some. If you describe the film to someone, what are you watching? Going to watch tonight? Well, I'm going to wa watch this 1958 film about a um, you know female freedom fighter in the Algerian War, War of Independence who ends up being sentenced to death. And it's like, well, wow, well, that sounds like a funny. <laughs> uh, and and, it, and yeah, it wasn't a fun film to watch. I mean, it, it, it's a very, it really is quite a harrowing film. But in terms of the way it's made and the sophistication of it. It's it's an incredible film and, and it, you know it's a very um, engaging film yes. to watch. It's a very rewarding experience watching this film. I think, it's, it's and I'd thing. love to, I'd love to see a, a, a nice restoration of it, as we've as we've seen with the other films yes. on, on Netflix. Yes. Um, All right. Any last thing you want to add? Uh, I don't. Think so. I just checked my my what I scrolled down, but I think I've I've covered everything that I that I was going to say. Um, but 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 yeah, no, it's, it's a great great film. I'm, I'm glad we found it. And uh, yes, and I guess well, we highly recommend it. I'm going to put uh, I'm going to embed uh, the link in the post. Uh, so just to make sure, because there are various versions on YouTube, they're not all as good as this one is. And so, this, is, this seems to be the only one with English subtitles. So, yeah. yeah. So I'll make sure to embed uh, this one. Uh, and I'm very eager uh, to see the rest of uh, Shaheen's work. I mean, I'm getting more and more interested as we, as we, mm. as we go on. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you okay. all very much for listening. And thank you, Richard. And good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>